Hi, I'm Haley. I've been a nutritionist for over 10 years and I saw firsthand how the diet industry works, but mostly doesn't work to help you lose weight. Then I found myself 20 pounds overweight and realized the weight loss struggle has nothing to do with what you eat, but why you eat. So I went on a mission to explore the brain and its role in weight loss. And now I help my clients lose 30 pounds in 90 days by wiring their brain to weight less. On this show, you are going to learn how to wire your brain to lose weight so that you never have to diet, restrict, deprive, or willpower again. Hey guys, it's Haley Stone here, nutritionist, weight loss expert, back on the podcast. And today we're going to talk about trusting your body. So I had this very specific situation come up for me recently, um, and it gave me the idea to do this podcast, to do this with you. It's, it's something that's so ingrained in me now and such a deep part of my program, what I work on with my clients that I really didn't even think about it. And then (laughs) I went through this situation. I'll tell you the full story, but, um, and I was like, oh my God, I have to, I have to talk about this on the podcast. I have to share this with everybody, all my listeners. So modern society, modern dieting and weight loss advice have really created a lot of distrust between us and our bodies, like our brain, what we're thinking about and our bodies. We fear hunger. This is one I hear all the time. Like we're scared to get hungry. We're so ingrained that hunger is going to be this really painful experience. It's going to be, you know, it could cause us to faint or pass out. It could be really bad for us. We feel like we have to micromanage our metabolism. I get this all the time. Don't I need to be having like six meals a day for my metabolism? Guess what? Your metabolism works no matter what. (laughs) No matter what you eat, your metabolism is working. Otherwise, you're not alive. So we don't have to micromanage it for our bodies. Your body has taking care of that and knows what it's doing. We don't have to do anything extra. We don't trust that we can be in control of our food intake. We think that that should be someone else's responsibility that we need to delegate that because we don't even trust that like our own brain, our own body can tell us exactly how much food we need to be eating or what we need to be eating. We need to get that from someone else. Someone else has to tell us this. We count calories instead of listening to our body's signals. Your body will tell you exactly how many calories you need without you ever counting. It has a built-in system to do that. You don't have to count. We have like 30 different diets telling us 30 different right ways to eat. We get so confused. We get so caught up in trying to sort through whose advice is right and which one we should listen to that we don't even pay attention to what feels good for our body or what foods we like. 
One time I at, I was on a discovery call with somebody and I asked them what foods they like and they didn't know. I mean, they knew in some sense, but I was like, you know, we all know that we really like potato chips or ice cream or something. But I was like, but what foods like do you enjoy that would feel good for you? Like, do you like salads? They're like, I eat a lot of salads. I was like, do you like salads? I don't know. <sighs> They're not sure. Like, isn't that so interesting? We are just eating a salad because someone else told us to, not because we actually like it. P.S. I don't really eat that many salads, <laughs> especially in the wintertime. I don't like that at all. <laughs> so interesting, though. I actually had someone tell me National Geographic said breakfast should be my biggest meal of the day. So I'm, I'm really focused on eating that. Even though I'm not hungry, I'm just focused on making that my, my biggest meal of the day because National Geographic told me to. When did National Geographic become a source for diet and weight loss advice? I have no idea. I wanted to like scream when I heard this one. I was like, what is going on? Why are, why? Oh my God, stop. Just stop listening to other people's advice about this. Put National Geographic down, put it all down. Stop, just stop. I had one of my clients on our discovery call. She was like, I'm just so confused. Like I feel so overwhelmed and so overstimulated by the amount of diet advice I've received up until this point that I can't even like make one decision, a simple decision. Her example was, can I have a banana? What, you know, this diet said it was bad for me. This diet said it would make me fat. This diet said it would raise my blood sugar. This diet said it was a superfood. This diet said I need more fiber and I should be eating bananas. Like which one? I have no idea. We get overwhelmed with all of this stuff. All of the advice, the media, other people's opinions, all take us out of our body's natural ability to weigh what it's meant to weigh. We get really confused. We get to this place where we're completely disconnected from our body's natural signals, which it is giving you signals all day long. You're just not used to listening to them. You're not used to utilizing them or understanding how to utilize them to weigh what you want to weigh, to actually feel good in your body, to have energy, to be able to fit in your clothes. Screw what diet said bananas were good and what diet said bananas were bad. If you don't like bananas, don't eat bananas. If bananas make you feel sick, don't eat bananas. I don't care who said they were superfood. I used to make I've told this story before and I'm that this is not the story that I'm going to tell on this podcast, but I used to make back when I was a corporate nutritionist, I would make these superfood smoothies every day for myself. It's like full of fruits and vegetables. I would get really sick every night, like painfully sick. And I never for years questioned what am I eating that's making me get sick? 
Not once. Because at that time, I was a nutritionist who recommended diets, who knew, air quotes, what foods were healthiest. No matter what your body says, I know better. And that's literally what I did to myself. My body was telling me, this isn't working for us. And I was like, but I know better. I know that it's good. I know that it's healthy. Like, isn't that wild? I was so disconnected and so convinced that I knew better than my body could tell me. And I also didn't trust that I would be able to tap into my body and allow it to really lead and guide me where I should go in terms of what foods I should be eating and how much. I just didn't trust that. I thought because I went to school for to be a nutritionist that I knew better than my body. And if somebody came to me and said, well, I ate the thing that you recommended and it really made me feel sick, I'd be like, oh, you're wrong. <laughs> nope, that's not true. I know better. Like literally, that's so messed up. It's so backwards. So backwards. So FYI, I've completely flipped the other way. Now I teach my clients how to trust their body, how to let their body lead in their weight loss. And FYI, that means that you don't ever have to eat what someone else tells you. You don't have to follow a diet. You don't have to restrict. You don't have to deprive because your body will tell you. Isn't that a miracle? Okay. So the story that inspired me to create this podcast. So I'm pregnant. Um, and I decided for myself when I found out that first and foremost, I was going to honor my body over everything else. Because if you've never been pregnant before, let me just tell you, there's a lot of advice. There's a lot of people with their opinions about what you should be eating and how much you should be eating and how much weight you should gain and how you should look and that you're eating for two and you must be need a second portion because you're pregnant and don't you need more food and keep on eating and you you know all of those things <laughs> out there and i also noticed that as soon as i found out i was pregnant my brain jumped to just eat whatever you want because you're going to gain weight anyways and it doesn't matter. And I truly think that that thought or some version of that thought really plays into a lot of women when they get pregnant, it has a huge impact on how they eat throughout their pregnancy. Whether it's exactly what, what I just said or something along those lines, or even just other people's influence and opinions about what they should be eating. I think it has a, a major impact on how they gain weight, how they eat throughout their pregnancy. So my goal, first and foremost, was I am going to honor my body above what anyone else says or tells me. I mean, obviously, I'm going to follow the nutrition advice that, you know, the standards, like, probably shouldn't be eating raw fish. <laughs> like, those kind of things 
hundred percent. I'm following. I'm not going to eat raw fish because I feel like it, even though that could negatively impact me and my baby, I'm going to take my prenatal. Like I, I'm going to do all of those things, of course. but as far as my weight, how much food I'm eating, I'm going to honor what feels right for my body over someone else saying you should have more food. Okay. So that was my goal. So I'm going through this pregnancy. I'm honoring my hunger signals, my satiety, no matter what other people said. And I'll say this, someone very close to me told me I was starving baby. And I was like, I, I'm just, I cannot allow all of these opinions to come in and influence me. I have to trust my body that it knows what it's doing, that I know by listening to my body that I know what I'm doing and that everything is going to be perfect because I'm listening to my body instead of someone else's idea of what this should look like. So I will say my, the way I'm carrying I'm on the smaller side. My bump is on the smaller side. And I never considered this. I don't think it's anything I ever would have thought about. And certainly I don't think my husband ever would have thought about this if it wasn't for the fact that people are constantly telling us about it. Like everyone is mentioning it. Everyone I know pretty much has brought this up especially if they have any experience with, you know, they were pregnant or, you know, they're someone they know was, this comes up a lot. So that's kind of always in the background is this chatter about how small my belly is. And I think it's like on my husband's mind as well, because it just, because it comes up all the time. So I'm now in my, Currently, when I'm recording this, I'm in my third trimester, although I think when this podcast goes out, I may have already had the baby or I might be like in labor. (laughs) I don't know. Very close to one of those two things. But currently, right now, I'm in my third trimester. And the protein intake when you get to your third trimester is 80 to 100 grams a day, which to put that in perspective, one egg is about six grams of protein. A chicken breast is between like 20, 30 grams of protein, depending on the size. So that's a decent amount of food to be taking in to hit that protein level, to to really hit that goal of 80 to 100 grams. So when I first got to my third trimester, I tried to hit this number. I tried a couple of different ways. What I found was for the most part, I can either do one of two things. I can hit the protein number or I can honor my body's hunger and satiety. I can't really do both very well. It was really challenging. For my body, 80 to 100 grams of protein is a lot of me eating when I'm not hungry and like trying to push myself to overeat, to hit that number. So I had talked to my husband about this, like mentioned, like, this is a lot of, 
like I, I'm really struggling to hit this number. Um, and for the, for most of the time, it was like, I I'm walking this line between trying to hit it and trying to honor my, my body and what's going on for me. So I am doing a natural birth. So I have these regular meetings with a doula and these like birthing classes. Um, so most recent meeting, she brought this up. Are you getting 80 to hundred grams of protein a day? And I kind of said, I don't, I'm probably not hitting it for the most part because I don't feel comfortable trying to force myself to eat that much food. It's I've tried, sometimes I get it. And I think probably most of the time I'm, I'm not, I'm getting close. I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm making sure like it's in on my mind, but might not be hitting it. And she was like, you really need to be hitting that. And my husband freaked out and I freaked out and we were both like, Oh God. (laughs) So this is, this happens. And we are going out to dinner after, after this meeting. And I already, I walked into the meeting knowing that we're going to go to dinner afterwards and realizing I'm probably not going to be very hungry at this dinner. So I'm either going to not order and have a little bit of my husband's or order and just have a couple bites and box it up, which neither of those are very popular at this point with my husband, because why are you, shouldn't you be eating your pregnant? But I am honoring my body, my hunger, my satiety. So really sticking with that is the most important thing for me. And I just trust that if my body's telling me we don't need food right now, that I don't need food right now, that it's not going to lead me astray. It's not going to tell me something wrong, It that it knows. And yeah, I am making a baby, but it still knows how much I need and it will tell me. And that is my goal is to listen to that, not to someone else being like, you have to eat your pregnant. Okay. I'm not listening to that. I'm listening to what my body's telling me. So anyways, we have this meeting. Our doula says you have to be hitting this number and, or you really need to be making a huge effort to do so. And then we go to dinner and my, my, we're both like, oh my God, I, he's like, you need to force your force feed yourself. And I'm like, I do. I really do. So I order this meal. I told him too. I was like, I'm not even hungry. Like, this is not something that I would be doing otherwise, but I'm kind of freaked out by that meeting. And he's like, me too. Just eat it. Like, just eat as much as you can. And I'm sitting there just like eating this food that I'm not hungry for, like, like trying to get it down. And we, you know, we're talking about it and laughing about it. And I'm just trying to eat like all this food and that I'm really not hungry for. And, um, so the next day we have an ultrasound third trimester ultrasound. They really do go into the size of the baby, 
the, they can project, they can weigh it and project what weight it's going to be when you give birth. And they can tell you where you are on like the percentile scale and, and, you know, the average birth size and where you fall in this, in this range. We get in there. She's like, you're the perfect size. The, or the baby is the perfect size. It is right on track. It is developing perfectly. Everything's perfect. It's weight is perfect. It's percentile is perfect. It's going to hit this like perfectly middle average sized weight when you are, when your due date is when you give birth, everything is perfect. It is right on track. You are on track. And I was like, Oh my God, I cannot believe that I stepped out. I mean, I can, because that was a moment of like freak out, but I really listened to this. I listened to this other voice that was like, you're doing it wrong. You could be, something could be going wrong. Don't listen to your body. Don't trust your body. You need to do this. You need to follow this advice. Even though your body's saying that's not right. <laughs> this isn't right. It's too much. I stepped outside and I was like, okay, I just need to do whatever this advice is telling me outside of me, outside of what my body's telling me. I'm going to do this advice. And lo and behold, even though I only literally only did that for that one time. And uh, there were other times, yes, that I was like really trying to hit this protein. It was having like all these shakes and, um, that all, throughout all of that time where I probably wasn't hitting this protein recommendation, baby was developing perfect. There's no weight issue. The fact that I'm carrying differently than other people is not an issue, has nothing to do with anything that's going on. The baby is the perfect size. Everything is fine because I'm listening to my body and just allowing my body, trusting that my body knows what's going on and how to get this job done right. Isn't that crazy? And so this for me came out as like twofold, like two things came out of this. Not only a trusting that my body's going to tell me how much food I need. Like it will give me the signals that I need to, to know how much I should eat, but that my body's doing all of these things that I don't know about. And I don't need to micromanage, including making a baby. <laughs> I don't need to micromanage that. Yes, I'm going to give my body the best like nutritional support and, you know, make sure that I stay healthy, but I don't need to micromanage it outside of that. The baby is the perfect size. And that's because I've been letting my body tell me what, how much to eat. Like letting that lead, take the lead. And it knows I don't need this outside recommendation because my body's got it. It's like on lock. We're good. 
We've figured this out. You don't need to step in and be force feeding yourself protein because someone else said so. And so in that experience, in that ultrasound or afterwards, I, I asked my husband, I was like, do you feel more comfortable now? And he was like, oh, I'm not really not that worried about it anymore. Like we're good. I was like, yes, we are good. We've got this. My body's got this. Like it, it's going to do its job. It's, it knows what it's doing better than I do. Let's just say that my body knows what it's doing better than my consciousness does. So I'm just going to continue to listen to that. This was just such an eye-opening experience and such an incredible example of trusting your body because it knows your consciousness will step in and be like, but we love ice cream and we love overeating. We love eating till we're sick. And if you can train yourself to step into trusting your body, to know, having the tools to know how to do that. Oh, it all gets so much easier. Everything can quiet down. So my, most of, a lot of my clients who come in to my program to work with me, lose one to five pounds their first week. And that's because the first week that we work together, we really focus on learning to trust our body. So I give them this really simple process to figure out what they're going to eat. And their body, their body's signals are going to lead that. So they're deciding ahead of time, okay, when my body gives me the signal that I'm going to eat, this is what I'm going to eat. And I'm going to let my body's signals lead. So that first week, people come to me and they're like, I lost five pounds. My brain quieted down. There was no chatter. And it was the most eye-opening experience I've ever had. I hear that all the time. Because when you trust your body, you don't need someone else to tell you what to eat. So I'll also say in that first week, I am not telling them what to eat. They are just making that decision for themselves. They're thinking about what foods do I like? What foods feel good for me? How can I put my body's signals in charge of how much I'm eating? And so because of that, when you do that, you never need a diet ever. You don't need me to tell you what to eat, even if you don't like it. Like, I hear that all the time. Like, are you going to make me eat foods that I don't like? Nope. <laughs> you get to, you get to pick all of it. It's up to you. Up to you and your body and your body's signals. You just need to be shown how to do that, how to make this work. It's why my program, which was designed by a nutritionist who initially, who started their career handing out diets and handing out lists of food to eat, contains literally like none of that. It's all you and you still lose weight. And why there's no restriction or deprivation required because if you let your body lead, you can have ice cream 
and still lose weight because your body's signals will tell you, okay, that ice cream is taking a little bit longer to break down. That was a, more calories than, you know, we needed at that time. So it's just going to take us a little bit longer to get to the next point when you're ready to eat. And if you can let that lead, you can have the indulgences. You don't need to restrict and deprive. You can have those things and still lose weight because your body knows and it will tell you and it wants to get down to this natural weight where it feels really good and everything is running smoothly. It wants that. You just have to allow that to lead and listen to that and, and really have somebody show you how to do that. Cause it's not at this point, it's not intuitive anymore. We get so far removed from it. You have been bombarded with so much diet advice and other people's opinions that you don't even know what any of this looks like anymore. So you really truly need someone else to guide you and show you what that looks like to help you get back there. And it it's incredible once you experience this. So, um, yeah, most of my clients tell me like, I forgot what hunger felt like, like I have not experienced that for so long. I haven't experienced a day when my brain wasn't just spun out in confusion about what to eat or spun out in like, just eat this, you know, all of this chatter that goes on. I haven't experienced a quiet mental day in so long. And that first week, they really see what that looks like and see what that feels like. And it's like, holy moly, like I want to be living that way all of the time where it's just quiet. All I'm listening to is my body's signals. Okay. So what I want you listener to take away from this is that Think about what it would be like to listen to no one else's advice, no other diet's advice, but your body's. If you only listened to your body, what would that be like? And I'm not talking about, sometimes when I say this or when I tell on the discovery calls, when I tell somebody, um, you're going to get to decide what to eat because you're really going to be able to tap into this place that knows what's best and, and knows what it's like. People are like, Oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want that. Cause I, I don't want to go into this free for all where I'm just like eating everything that my brain tells me. So it's also not that like, that's, that is really coming from your brain. It's not coming from this quiet, intuitive place that wants to lose weight and wants to feel good. So if we're just listening to that part of our brain that is wanting the best for us, wanting the weight loss, wanting to feel good every day, not ever wanting to feel so oversatiated that you have to like take a nap or you feel sick or you can't put butt in your pants. We're just listening to this quiet, intuitive side. What would it be like? What would that look like for you? 
And then I want you to ask yourself, what foods do you like? Do you like salad or do you just eat it because you think it's healthy? Do you like chicken or do you just eat it because someone told you that's what you should be eating? What I discovered, I don't really, I like salads at certain times of the year. I like them in certain ways. I like certain lettuces and I don't like chicken breasts. (laughs) I really don't. I like chicken thighs. I really don't like chicken breasts that much. But it's so interesting when you ask yourself these questions and you say, okay, I'm just going to forget that, you know, I've always believed that salads are healthy and I've always believed that chicken breasts are best. It's like, what do I actually like? Do I like those foods? Do I actually like bananas? (laughs) I don't, by the way, and I used to eat them all the time. I don't really like bananas. What foods give you energy? Like, that you eat and you're like, I feel really good. Like, I feel like I can have this for lunch and be awake for the rest of the day. Not feel greasy and tired and bloated. What foods take your energy away? That can even be something like my smoothie experience. That was taking energy away from me. Really didn't feel that good. Even though it's so air quotes healthy, What foods, so what foods for you, even if it's healthy, is taking energy away from you? And also what foods that aren't healthy are taking energy away from you that you might want to be like, reconsider how much you eat of it or how often you include that. Maybe there's another alternative that you can turn to. How often do you get hungry in a day? I ask this I realized at some point on my journey when I was trying to lose weight that I hadn't experienced hunger for like years. Like I was overeating so much at night that, and then just immediately having food when I woke up that my body was like really never getting hungry. And I was also doing the metabolism thing where you're having like six, three meals, six, however many, six food times a day. There was just never an opportunity for my my body to actually get hungry. Like I hadn't experienced that for years. And then I talked to some people and they're like, I think I get hungry, but they don't really know. We're just not even listening, which is so crazy. So think about that. How often do you actually get hungry in a day? Maybe tomorrow, wait until you experience physical hunger to eat. Just like see when that happens for you. You might be surprised. Like it, when you wake up, have a big glass of water, have a cup of black coffee and just wait, see what happens. It's kind of wild. Um, how much food does it take for you to feel comfortably satiated versus stuffed overly, overly stuffed? How much food does it actually take? You might be surprised again. How often are you eating because someone else said to, or your brain is simply in the habit of eating at that time? Or your brain is throwing a fit for that food. 
How often is food going in your mouth because someone else said you should eat at this time or just, you know, you have to be eating regularly or because your brain is saying it's time to eat, but your body is not saying that or because your brain is just like, eat it, eat it now. That sounds so good. It's amazing. It's ice cream on the couch and Netflix. It's going to be the best thing ever. Just being aware of that, calling awareness to it. And this is my last question. How can you listen to your body today and take its weight loss advice instead of someone else's? How, oh my God, that's such a good question. How can you listen to your body's weight loss advice instead of someone else's? And I'm not, I'm like literally talking about no brain here. So your body, so neck down is giving you the weight loss advice. And guess what? All that is, there's no thoughts. It's just physical feeling, physical sensations in your body, in your stomach, in your gut, in your muscles. If that was the only weight loss advice that you could listen to. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I hope that you got a pen out and wrote some of those questions down and you're going to answer them for yourself because they are really going to open your eyes to trusting your body, listening to your body, taking your body's advice for what you should be eating, how much you should be eating and, and really how to get back to your body's natural weight where it wants to be. Okay. Okay. All right. Absolutely love doing this with you. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye. If you love what you heard on the show, if you're done with dieting, restriction, deprivation, and willpower, and you want to make a permanent change to your weight and your life, join the waitlist to work with me. You can do that at bit.ly backslash call waitlist. That's bit.ly backslash call waitlist.